0: Hello, Dead Pilot Society listeners. It's me, Ben Blacker. I'm here with Andrew Reich. Hey. And we have a terrific episode for you today, which Andrew wrote. It's true. Another one. (laughs) And we'll talk about that in a minute. But before we get into that, we have to tell you, it's time for Max Fun Drive. That's why we're both
1: here. It's a rare occurrence. (laughs) I love this time of year because I get to hang out with you, Ben, It's a little booth. It's
0: the only time. It's the only time. We only do this
1: once a year. We bug you only one time a year. And it's the most wonderful time of the
0: year. It is. Uh, we kind of we tend to release our best shows. We save the stinkers for like right before <laughs> Max Fund Drive. <laughs> no, listen, we're very proud of all of our shows, um, and we have. Uh, when when you become a Max Fund subscriber, you get access to all kinds of shows. So we're here to talk about that today.
1: Yeah, and we also should say a print. We'll talk about this more later, but you get access to two bonus dead pilots that you only get if you are a monthly member. Uh, There's a lot of work that goes into the show. We make it seem so effortless. Um, (laughs) But it is a lot of work, and there's times where I kind of just feel like, well, I just don't want to do this. But then I think about all of our subscribing members, and it does make me feel great that there are so many of you out there that are willing to spend you know, this monthly amount of money to tell us that you love the show. Yeah,
0: it's, you know, when we first started doing the show, it was kind of just for us and, like, the TV writer (laughs) community that we knew. Um, And it was, I wouldn't say surprising, but it's incredibly flattering that so many people came out and not just love to hear the dead pilots that we put out, but they love to hear the conversations that we have with the writers, you know, these conversations about creativity and the business. Um, and yeah, I, I've been sort of overwhelmed by the number of subscribers who have named dead pilot society as one of their favorite max one shows.
1: Yeah. And I think because there really isn't anything else like it. And if we weren't doing this, all of these pilots <laughs> just vanish. They basically just vanish. And the the writers that we get just absolutely love having their their work revived. All the actors have a great time, and I mean, I, I want to read this one tweet just because it did yeah. really mean a lot to me. This is from a subscriber. Uh, I love Dead Pilots Pod not just because of the amazing pilots they present and the insightful interviews with writers, but because every time I finish an episode, I have the urge to sit down and write something just for me, just for fun. It's so inspiring; it lights something up. Do you want to attribute that? Uh, no, because I don't know who it's from. Okay, but I—I I mean, I as much as I think someone's insane just to write something just for fun and would not pay you know, <laughs> paid for it, it. I mean, it was—it really means a lot. Just like every subscribing member means a lot to us, and it gives—it makes us want to keep doing what we do. Yes,
0: Maximum Fund is primarily a listener-supported network. Our show is wholly listener-supported. We don't have ads, um, and so the monthly monthly memberships from our listeners are what support the show we have a lot of expenses involved in the show we have there's a lot of work involved in putting together the show and so uh a monthly membership from our listeners is what keeps us going yeah what keeps the show going and i think for
1: anyone who's been listening for a while and listened to those early episodes that good pilots sound is pretty bad yeah you'll notice we've we've really fixed that uh that's because of your support and there's just a lot of you know expenses. You know there's scripts for all these actors. There's, there's the sound. There's just a lot of work that goes into this. And you just taking the time to go to maximumfun.org/slash/donate. And you got to do it now because if you wait, you're gonna forget. I think the drive is like six hours long. Yeah. And so people
0: have to get <laughs> in gotta there. Get in they got to
1: do it. And you know these there's there's any level. You can def- there's a level of membership I'm telling yeah. you you can afford because it starts at $5 a month you can't tell me you can't afford that if you're a listener to the show if you like it there's no reason not to go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and make us feel like we're not just <laughs> doing this for for no reason uh, there's, so, there's so many pilots there's so many a podcast rather there's so many things out there that celebrate the great successes that everyone's just, <laughs> everyone wants to talk to this person that's got the huge hit show but what about what about the fact that a lot of life isn't about huge success it's about failure and learning from those things when i look at you know our last month's episode billy finnegan dead pilot he's got a live pilot this yeah. time you know people you know that failing is a part not <laughs> only of show business but it's a part of all you know all of life we are making it okay to fail and you know celebrating it
0: The thing I hear so much from listeners, which honestly is great to remind myself of, is like, the pilots we've put out are really good. And it's, and you know, we hear it again and again in the interviews, but it's not the fault of the writers that these didn't go forward. Um, You know, there's so much out of control. But I'll tell you what's in your control, supporting this show. Yeah. Now we've said a good reason to do this is to support us. (laughs) That's a good reason. If that's not for you... Do it because you get
1: stuff. Yeah. First uh, of
0: all, you get a sense of satisfaction.
1: Right. You're not just freeloading on all of our hard work. <laughs> right.
0: But also, you could get actual physical and digital things. Yeah. Um, if you go to MaximumFun.org slash donate, $5 gets you uh, a catalog of material, right? Uh, and then $10, $20, $35 and up. Gets you all kinds of other things. We're going to talk about
1: those in a little bit. Uh, But while you're thinking of it, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate.
0: Andrew, Uh, the script we are performing of yours tonight is called Pearl, which is a great script. And I've read several versions of it because it's existed in several versions. Do you want to tell the folks a little bit about Pearl?
1: Yeah, um, it's... Uh, this is my favorite of all of my many dead pilots. Um, <laughs> this is the fourth one of my dead pilots that we've done on the podcast, and that's not its not really... I didn't uh, create this the whole thing as some sort of vanity project. If it counts as a vanity project, when you're just going to show off your failures, I don't know if that... <laughs> um, but this one uh, is the most personal uh, pilot that I ever wrote. Um, it was sparked by... Two things, um, and not every idea has these kind of sparks, but this one did. One th- so this is not going to sound like the beginning to a comedy, but uh, my mom passed away, and hilarious, uh, hilarious. Uh, it will be. It will be. <laughs> stay tuned. Um, so uh, two things. She, uh, my father had passed away when I was in college. So it was my only parent for for most of my life, and she had remarried. And she knew she didn't have long. She knew she had maybe a few months left. And we had this conversation where she said, "You know, I'm trying to decide who'd be good for Ken after I'm gone. That was her husband, my stepfather. You know, who, who he should marry after I'm gone. Uh, you know, I think, my, I think Joyce might be good. She's widowed, she likes to travel. And she's going through her friends. And, and I was like, mom, this is the craziest <laughs> conversation. I really don't feel comfortable having this conversation with you. Three months after she died, my stepfather called me and said, you know, I just think you should know I've started seeing Joyce Levy, the exact <laughs> person my mom had sort of picked out. And I, and I just started laughing. He's like, why are you laughing? I was just like, did my mom tell you to do that? And he said, no, what are you talking about? She never said anything to me. And so, you know, there's two ways of looking at that. One, that she was, you know, such a sort of wise person that she sort of saw that this would come, or that she was so controlling that even from beyond <laughs> the grave, she was able to, to make this happen. So... That was one uh, spark. The other one was uh, months after she died, I couldn't uh, bring myself to get rid of her information in my phone. And at one point, my phone rang. It, it, my stepfather was calling from from the house they shared, and it said my mom was calling. And for a second, I was like, oh, mom's calling. And I was like, oh, no, wait, she's not calling. And that idea just sort of stuck in my head. I thought, like, there's something there. What that turned into first was an idea that I pitched to ABC Studios sold to them about... A guy who can FaceTime with his dead wife, uh, and it was a show where a guy's not moving on after you know he's got kids and, and uh, he's widowed, and he finds this weird thing that he's able to FaceTime with his, his his dead wife, and she sort of becomes a coach and helps him through his life, and and can I let me interrupt yes. for one sec? Yeah. Did you wind up writing that version of it?
2: I did not. Oh, okay, so
1: I, that pitched was just a pitch. I pitched it. I pitched it to the four, you know, I sold it to the studio and the way this always works, you sold it first to a studio and then you s- go to the networks. Um, n- now you just, you just go to Netflix and they buy it and they put it on. But, um, <laughs> but this is, you know, this still works this way sometimes. So um, the studio bought it, I, I pitched it uh, everywhere. And basically everyone passed except for ABC who said, uh, we like it all except for the part about the guy FaceTiming with his dead wife. <laughs> um, But they liked that story that I just told you about my mom and sort of choosing, uh, and they said, "Would you consider writing a show uh, about a woman who discovers she has terminal cancer and is sort of determined to uh, organize the lives of everyone in her family in the time she has left?" And uh, that seemed insane, insanely depressing to me, and uh, (laughs) just like a, a, a crazy idea. However. Uh, I'd already sold this show. Every, all the other networks had passed. This was the only people willing to <laughs> buy it, and I was going to have to go back to the drawing board. So he's like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So I did find, getting into it, that, uh, you know, I really, I found a script. I really, it was incredibly autobiographical. My sister's in it, my brother-in-law, my stepfather. And, I, you know, I, I really liked it. We, um, a guy named Paul Lee, uh, who was running ABC at the time, bought it. It was the first thing he bought. Um, I got Candace Bergen, uh, to play the, the lead. And, you know, got this great cast. Uh, week before the table read, Paul Lee is fired. A woman named Channing Dungey takes over. She, we sort of meet at the table read uh, afterwards. And po- I should say part of that, there was not only terminal cancer, also the son uh, is, uh, his marriage ends in the, in the pilot, in that <laughs> version. So she said, uh, after the table read, I think divorce and death, it's too much. And I said, it's I don't think- It's one too many. It's one too many. I said, I don't think so. I'm going to do it the way I wanted to do it. Uh, We shot it. She said, no. I was right. (laughs) Yeah, I was right. Uh, I'm not going to pick it up, put it on TV. I want you to rewrite it the way I wanted you to, you know, from the first place. um, And then we'll make it. So I wrote a whole new version. That's what you're going to hear uh, today. Once I did that... Um, then she said, "Okay, no thanks." Um, so this
0: actually is a dead pilot. This is a dead, dead is, pilot. This is this version is completely, version. you know,
1: yeah. almost completely different, and it has never been shot. And she's gone now, too, by the way. Um, <laughs> but she is working for the um, Obamas. I,
0: I really, yeah. <laughs> I like this version a lot. And I, I had read the other version. Uh, there's something sharper. There's something a little more human and, and empathetic about this version. Was that just getting to know the characters more? Was it finding these changes? Yeah, or was I, that?
1: I, I do think that having that opportunity to spend, you know, you can only learn so much in writing one episode of a, of, of a show. And by the time I was rewriting it, as hard as it was to sort of go back to it and rewrite, I knew these characters so much better. I really knew their voices. Um, and because it, it's often when you're writing, it's about halfway through the process, you start, to, you start to discover the voices. For me, there's usually, I write one line for a character, and says so it's like, oh, that's what they sound like. But I might have been writing for months before I get that point. So I do think I was more comfortable. If it maybe feels a little bit more lived in, because I had already been, mm-hmm. I'd already shot it. I'd already you know, gotten to know the characters. And I think I did, I was able to sort of try and make it a little bit more fun.
0: We're going to break in right here and remind you that it's the Max Fun Drive. I'm going to say this right now go to maximumfund.org/donate. Don't wait. Don't wait. We're going to tell you how to do it in a minute if that if that's not enough. <laughs> like you know how to go yeah, to a website.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's there'll be instructions there. It's really not that hard. You're not, you're not hard. my mom. Yeah.
0: Um who listen, if you are my mom, text me, I'll walk you through it.
1: Yeah. I hope she's I hope she's a contributing member.
0: I would hope so too. I don't yeah. I I think she is. Uh you know why? Cuz she has the pin from last year. Okay, great. <laughs> it was a great yeah, pin. And this the- year's is better. We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, the, goal, the goal. The goal for this year is twenty five thousand new and upgrading members.
1: Um, That's across the whole Maximum Fun network. But how yes. cool would it be if just <laughs> this podcast, if just Dead Pilot Society, was responsible for twenty five thousand new and upgrading members? We can do it.
0: It's better numbers than most NBC shows. Yes, yeah,
1: we can do it. We can do it. Um, for five dollars a month, uh, these gifts are all for new and upgrading members. For five dollars a month, you get access to not only our bonus episodes, but over 100 hours of bonus episodes across the entire Maximum Fun Network. Our... Let me, hold on one yeah. sec. That's why I'm pledging, 18. is
0: I want that bonus stuff. I want my Judge John Hodgman. I want my Switchblade sisters. I want my Pop Rocket. I want to get that bonus content, yeah. including our two great Yeah, episodes.
1: we have not just one, but we have two bonus episodes. One written by none other than Ben Blacker, and his partner Ben Acker. Yes, uh, a great pilot with amazing cast: Ben Feldman, Lorraine Newman, Mark Evan Jackson, Skyler Aston, Steve Agee, Amber Stevens. Uh, it's a great, it's a great pilot. Fred Malamed. It's a great uh, group. Uh, that's Raised in Captivity. That's one of the bonus episodes. But we have two. We also have a pilot written by Andy Richter uh, called The Fall of Chuck. Andy. Reads it. Dave Foley, Busy Phillips, Josh Molina, Paul F. Tompkins. I mean, great cast. Our usual amazing cast. If you don't subscribe, if you're not a you know, you're not going to get to hear either of those episodes. So that's just the five dollar monthly membership gets you all of that bonus content.
0: Which is well, like that's worth it alone. I gotta say, like I both of those pilots. I know one is mine, but yeah. I think both of those pilots are really good. Uh, raised in captivity is a script that Acker and I are really proud of um, that we developed years ago for the USA when they thought they were gonna put comedies on the air. Right. Um, they promptly told us they were not gonna put com- comedies on the air not our fault
1: no I had one of those two not my Did fault you there. Really? yeah so that's at the five dollar level for ten dollars you a won't month, even notice five dollars a month you won't even notice that th- I mean even ten dollars a month you're not gonna notice this ten dollars
0: no. a month is you've stopped drinking Starbucks. Because of that guy. Right. We we don't want that anymore. Take Starbucks out of your rotation. Yeah, take and, two days of Starbucks. You don't even exactly. have to cut it out for the whole month.
1: Exactly. Tell them what you get for 10, new and upgrading members, $10 a month.
0: For $10 a month, uh, you get this incredible enamel pin designed by Megan Lynn Cott, um, which is a really cool pin. I think it's the best of the pins we've had. It is. It's a it, really good one. It's a television set with a skull and crossbones in the middle. Um, I'm so impressed with how this came out. Like yeah. We were just throwing ideas around with Megan.
1: Yeah, and we, I, we just saw it today, and I was just like, wow, that really is a c- really cool pin. That's for $10 a month, new and upgrading members who go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Do it now. You're going to forget if you wait. What about $20 a month? Okay, I'll tell you. This is very cool. There is a Maximum Fun puzzle. It's a 550-piece puzzle. Designed by Jeffrey Tice. It's specifically for Maximum Fun monthly members. Uh, it's a really cool illustration of the view from Maximum Fun headquarters. If any of you are puzzlers, uh, you don't even have to be. I mean, puzzler. You don't have to be like a hardcore isn't, puzzler. But who doesn't like <laughs> a puzzle? It brings the family together. That's at twenty dollars a month. I believe you also get all the other yes. yes you get, you get you the get pin. You, you get, get the all the bonus, the bonus sure. content.
0: You get a uh, uh, Maximum Membership card, which yep. I assume gets you into several exclusive clubs. Yes. <laughs> you flash that um, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. What do you get for? Is thirty five the next Thirty five's an,
1: yes, and you get a glass coffee mug with the very cool Max Fun rocket logo. I kind of want that. Yeah, I know. I, so I mean, upgrade. Maybe whatever you're giving, you can give a little bit more, and you'll get these these great gifts. But again, it's if you listen to the show, if you're a regular listener to the show, if you listen to it because you love to just laugh for half an hour at one of these pilots with these incredible casts, if you listen because you're a writer aspiring writer or you're just interested in the writing process and you love hearing these nuts and bolts interviews with people really talking about how it works and how it's done, whatever the reason, if you listen, don't just listen, you know, support this. <laughs> it's going to feel better when you listen that you are a part sure. of the process. I mean, it really does. I've found that it's, you know, it yeah, it's nice to get stuff for free, but part of you knows, like, that's not right. <laughs> I'm just getting this stuff for free. It's just not. Then there's no stuff. Like, the things don't really yeah. come for free.
0: And it sincerely does help us put the show on. Um, yeah. It helps us keep the live show going. It helps us keep the uh, uh, the podcast going. Here's how we do it. Go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Select the membership level that's right for you. I'd say 2035. Sure. you get all that good stuff but yeah. listen we're happy with five yeah
1: we're happy we really truly are happy with five we're happy with 10 we're happy with any we're just happy that you like the show enough that you appreciate what we're doing enough to take the time to go online and just set it up your monthly membership yeah
0: um, so here's here's the part that is uh, important that is not so obvious when you go on so you go on to donate you go to maximumfund.org slash donate. Uh, You select the membership level, and then when you put in your credit card information, you give which shows, which MaxFun shows you listen to. Please make sure to tick the Dead Pilot Society box. Uh, And that's it. Um, If you are already a member... It's time to, to amp it up a little yeah. bit.
1: see, just just step it up a little bit. I promise your life won't change, except maybe feeling a little bit better when you listen to this show. And We've got are- great episodes coming up. Yes, um, uh, you know the cast of, of you know of, of this one. You know Tony Hale, uh, Lucy Davis from the British Office, uh, Julia Duffy. Uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great cast. I, I know it's my, my pilot, but I was just, you know, I loved hearing it. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep finding the best writers, finding these great pilots, casting them with, you know, whatever, think about whatever your favorite show is. I, I guarantee we've had an actor from that show do Dead Pilot <laughs> it's, Society. It's true. You know, I we've mean. We've had just, hundreds of actors. Now. Yeah. And, you know, every great comedy that's on the air, we've had someone from that show. We do. We love doing it, but it's hard work. And you guys supporting it makes us want to keep doing this and keep bringing this content to you.
0: So thanks to everyone who has supported us already. And thanks to all the new listeners who are no doubt brought in by all the great new pilots and all the amazing new actors who are joining Dead Pilot Society. Um, thanks for your support. Thanks for your new support. I want Once again, go to maximumfundorg slash donate.
1: Choose your level and help support Dead Pilot Society. Yeah, we really appreciate it. This is Pearl, the pilot, by Andrew Reich. It's the cold open. We're close on Dr. Paul Hudson, white lab coat, bow tie, gravitas. We see that he is sitting across from a woman in her late 60s, Pearl Foxton, self-possessed, well put together, a force of nature. Dr. Hudson gathers himself, takes a deep breath, and utters one word. Cancer.
3: Cancer. cancer Cancer. Cancer. Cancer? Cancer, cancer. 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 Fucking cancer.
1: And we cut to Pearl's car. She drives slowly in her Toyota Camry. We're on her face as she digests the news. Frank Sinatra's "My Way" plays. I've
3: lived a life that's full. I traveled each and every highway, and more. Much more than this,
1: I did it my way. Her face has gone from concern and dismay to determination. She pulls the car off the road. And she's in a new car. Pearl now drives a classic Jaguar E-Type. And the song has switched to a different version. (laughs) And she smiles and floors the accelerator as we tilt up to our main title. And we cut to a college classroom. A professor, Billy Foxton, stands at the front of the class writing on a chalkboard. He's dressed bookishly and could use a shave and a better haircut.
4: (laughs) (coughs) All right. This is the big one, guys. Hamlet. Greatest play of all time? I think so. Who's excited?
1: He turns to face the students. They're all on their laptops and smartphones and barely paying attention.
4: Okay. Uh, Well, you know as good as Hamlet is, I think Shakespeare totally stole the story from The Lion King.
1: (laughs) He waits for a laugh he doesn't get. <laughs> all right, It's just
4: a little joke because that was obviously written much later. Anyway, to be or not to be. We have all heard it a million times, but what's, what's really going on with Hamlet here?
1: Huh? A, st- a student raises his hand.
4: Yeah, Jason.
1: Do you know what's up with the Wi-Fi
4: today? It's super slow. <sighs> <laughs> um, I'm, not really, I'm not really sure why you would need Wi-Fi right now. Um to take notes. Well, that makes no sense. <laughs> All right, does uh, anyone else have an answer? Yeah, Pete, uh, Peter. Th-
2: sometimes when there's a lot of people using it, the Wi-Fi gets okay, really... Okay, you know it's
4: not about the Wi-Fi. <laughs> We're not talking about the Wi-Fi, okay? <laughs> Hamlet, why is he
1: asking <laughs> to be or not to be, okay?
3: Because he's a whiny man-child who can't deal with real life. <laughs>
1: And Billy notices Pearl, his mom, standing in the far back of the classroom. Wow, that's an interesting interpretation. Mom? <laughs> and we're in Billy's office later. Oh Billy God. and Pearl enter the office.
4: So why are you here? Other than to insult my students. And by the way, the correct term these days is intellectually disabled, not what you said.
3: You need to get married. Oh, okay. <laughs>
4: For a second I was worried you were here to give
1: me unsolicited life advice.
3: I'm serious.
1: She picks up a picture of Billy's nine-year-old boy-girl twins, Henry okay. and Quinn.
3: These kids need a mother.
1: Okay, Mom, they have a mother.
4: Sarah and I got divorced. She didn't die.
3: No need to rub that in. Oh. And you know what I mean. Tell me, who are you dating? Okay. Is she marriage material? Mm. And when can I meet her to, d- to determine the actual answer to that question? I'm not, I'm
4: not dating anyone.
3: Fine. Whatever you call it. Who are you hooking up with? With whom are you Netflixing and chilling?
4: <laughs> okay. Really? No one. No one? Yeah. Why? Mom, it just it hasn't felt right. I know Sarah and I divorced, but we actually, you know, kind of get along better now. And oh
3: my God, that bitch is still running your life. Mom! <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't allow you to be this stupid. Okay. <laughs> Where's your phone? I'm signing you up for Tinder. (laughs) Although I read an article in the Times about how it's led to an increase in chlamydia, so I need you to be careful out there.
4: Okay, where is this sudden urgency coming from, Mom?
3: I want to be at your wedding, which means it has to happen within the next six to eight months.
4: What? Why? What's happening in the next six to eight months?
3: Me, dying from cancer. What? What? I probably could have found a gentler way to tell you that. <laughs> but, oh well. What's done is done.
1: And on Billy's shock, we end the cold open. Act one, we're in the college campus. A little later, Pearl and Billy walk through campus. I don't understand. You,
4: you've been in remission from breast cancer for years.
3: It came back. In my liver this time. A little diamond-shaped mass on the CAT scan. It actually would have been quite pretty if it wasn't a sign of my impending death.
4: God, I just... I cannot, I cannot believe this. Look,
3: there's no point in dwelling on it.
4: You told me one minute ago. <laughs> I can't have one minute of dwelling?
3: I, I, I'm just not going to waste time on self-pity. I've had a great life. I've been everywhere I wanted to go. I've had kids and grandkids and two great husbands. Well, your father was great. Len's a B+. Plus. <coughs> oh,
4: God. How's, how's Len taking this?
3: He's such an eternal optimist. It's Mm -hmm. always irritated me. He's in complete denial. And every time I try to talk to him about who he should marry after I'm dead, he finds a way to change the subject.
4: Why why would you even talk to him about that?
3: Because Janet Gottschalk is just waiting to pounce. And I'll be damned if I'll have her in my house redecorating with her tacky leopard print throw pillows.
4: Okay. Well, you know what, Mom? At least you're focused on what's most important. I'm (laughs) glad to hear that.
3: If it happens, I'm counting you and your sister to stop her. Olivia and her hayseed boyfriend, they must have a crossbow or a, a musket. Have you
4: told Olivia yet?
3: No, we're not speaking. Again? I just can't understand why she would choose to live in that godforsaken hick town with that Kurt He's got the personality of a gas station beef stick.
4: Okay. <laughs> right, well, well, this farm thing and Kurt, it, 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 you know, it's just a phase. She's way too much of a city girl to stick with it, all right?
3: I'm convinced she's doing it just to irritate me. No, Mom. You know, she could have married Travis. He was smart and successful. I mean, what was wrong with Travis?
4: You liked him? You liked him, Mom. Mom, Mom if you're really this sick, you and Olivia have to make peace. I
3: agree. And that's exactly what you should say to her.
4: What? (laughs) What? No, 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 no. I am not gonna be your messenger boy, Mom. She already thinks I'm your favorite.
3: But if you could just drive out there and tell her the news. No, Mom,
4: no. I am tired of being the go-between between you two. This is something you have to do yourself, all right? Period.
1: And we're on a rural road. An annoyed Billy drives down an incredibly rutted country road. He bounces along, banging his head on the car roof with each bump. We go to Olivia's farm. Billy comes to a clearing and pulls up at a cute little farmhouse. Kurt is there, digging a hole. He's tall and ruggedly handsome. (laughs) And speaks in an uninflected manner.
4: Hey, what's up, Kurt?
1: Billy. How's it
4: going? Good. How's uh, How's the lumber business? Is this... Is this like a is this a busy time of year? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. What are you uh? Wh- what what you what do you digging there? Hole. Huh. I was gonna guess ditch. So. <laughs>
1: well, this was great. This was great. It's so uh, so good catching up. He walks around the corner of the farmhouse to a sheep pen with a half dozen sheep and a few lambs. Olivia is there, struggling to put a coat on a sheep. The other sheep are already wearing coats.
2: Oh, Oh, come on. All right, come on, girl. Get your leg in there. Get your leg in.
4: Wow, is it it sheep jacket weather already? Oh, hi,
2: Billy. Hey. Hey.
4: You Uh, are aware that what you're doing is very odd.
2: it's, It's to protect the fleece, and... You know they're all fine with okay. it, except for Stella here because she yells she's in the sheep's ear. Such a little asshole.
1: <laughs> she okay. throws the coat at Stella, then goes over to <sighs> Billy and gives him a hug.
2: All right, let's go inside. Okay.
1: She turns this, to Stella.
2: This isn't over.
1: Wow. <laughs> and we're into Olivia's house. Billy and Olivia enter the kitchen. The house has charm, but it's a bit of a mess. Lots of unfinished projects scattered about, and not a lot of thought given to housekeeping. Billy sees mounted on the wall a crossbow and a musket. <laughs> huh. Right on both accounts.
2: Mm. What? Uh, hey, are you hungry? Because I just made some preserves. The first batch got botulism, but mm. these... She opens the lid. ...are okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm,
4: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip the risky fruit. So, uh... How's the uh, how's country life uh, treating you?
2: So great, yeah? yes. I feel like my life in the city was just really shallow. Oh, okay. You know, like it was all like, what's the cool new restaurant? Mm. And look at my beautiful new Chloe bag. Mm. And where's the hip new bar that will make a delicious barrel-aged cocktail? Just like, so yummy. Mm. I mean, I hate it, you know? <laughs> like, oh, uh, things here are more real, you yeah, know? Yeah, Which yeah. I very much like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what was so important that you could have talked to me on the phone about?
4: Uh, it's, about uh, it's about mom.
2: Ugh. Of course. Should have known she sent you. She wants me to talk to her. She can come out here and apologize for calling Kurt a walking bag of mulch. Great. <laughs> right. Except that will never happen since she's never apologized for anything in her life. And she wouldn't deign to come all the way out here because, God forbid, she'd be out of range out of, a, of an NPR signal. For she has <laughs> cancer. What?
4: yeah her, uh, her cancer's back uh, it's in her liver and it's uh, it's terminal she's got six months and about a year max
2: six months she's w- she's way too bossy to die <laughs> right?
4: Well, it turns out cancer is even bossier I guess.:
2: Oh my God
4: I know Ugh.
2: i I guess this means I really have to invite her to my wedding now. Okay.
4: Whoa, your wedding? Wait, you and Kurt? You're.
2: Yeah, he proposed. Whoa. <laughs> he proposed to me a couple days ago. He made this whole flowery oh. speech. You know how he is. It was really romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so really? Yeah,
4: Oh. Kurt? Just <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, that's
4: just great. You, I, you, get, uh, you get to tell mom.
2: Well, why? I'm supposed to make nice just because she's dying? <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Look, Mom wants us to come to dinner at her house tomorrow night. You can tell her the news then.
2: Uh, yeah. uh okay, I guess I can do that. Just gotta kill the sheep.
1: She sits for a beat as Billy's news really sinks in.
2: Oh. we're gonna be orphans.
1: I know,
4: and I'm totally gonna get adopted first, so you'll be all alone in the orphanage.
2: What, <laughs> no. No way anyone's gonna want to adopt the guy who dressed as the Dewey Decimal for Halloween. Okay, okay.
4: You think they're gonna want the girl who melted her Barbie's faces with Dad's Zippo?
2: Oh, that was baller. Yeah, it was.
1: They smile, they've got each other. And we're interior a craft beer bar. Pearl is with the members of her breast cancer survivors group. Joy is worldly wise and the one most able to hold her own with Pearl. Arlene is sarcastic and glass half empty. Dee Dee is sweet but gullible and often the butt of the group's jokes. A carefully bearded Cicerone, that's a beer sommelier, uh, (laughs) places beer flights in front of each of them. That's a double IPA. Which will be the hoppiest of the four?
3: Wonderful, thank you.
1: (laughs) So how do you lovely ladies know each other?
3: We're a breast cancer survivors group. There are only two real breasts among us. (laughs) Guess which two and you can take them home. (laughs)
1: They all put their arms at their sides and dare him to guess. He looks extremely uncomfortable. Um, I think someone needs me. He moves off down the bar. Pearl calls after him.
3: You just walked away from a threesome.
1: <laughs> and the ladies take their beers over to a table.
3: That'll teach him to fake flirt. Listen, I have to ask you guys a favor. We're
2: here anything for you else?
3: anything. After I die, I need one of you to marry Lynn. Oh, oh, I don't know. No, it cannot
2: happen.
3: Come on, he's a catch He's got money, he's great at calculating the tip And you should see him open a jar But he's your husband, it would be weird You're the only people standing between him and Janet Goshawk. Speaking of which, if she ends up getting cancer I'm not saying I want her to, but If she does, do not let her into this group Uh. I'm sorry, Pearl, but None of us are marrying your husband. Fine, I'll let you think about it. I've got some time on that one. My son, on the other hand, I need to get him laid pronto. (laughs) Sorry, excuse me. Well, I want to see him get married again before I'm worm food. And he hasn't even been on a date since his divorce. I figure before he's ready to get married, he's going to need to have... Two, two, three, one nightstands, one extended fling where the sex is amazing, but after ten days, he realizes that he can't listen to her talk about her mindfulness practice anymore. And, oh, one actual relationship that gets serious, but six weeks in, she pushes him too hard to move in together, and he bails. But it might make him realize that he might actually be ready to settle down again, at which point I introduce him to a suitable candidate of my choosing, who he dates for a couple of months, and decides to marry in a hastily arranged ceremony so that I can be there before I go into hospice. I've got it all laid out on a calendar and the whole schedule falls apart if he doesn't get some ass before the end of this week. (laughs) That actually makes sense. Of course it makes sense. Of course it does. The problem is he's got no game. And so he's Mm. still hung up on Sarah. So he needs a woman who will make the first move. Right. (coughs) So he needs an easy lay. Um, Okay. So how about Dee Dee's daughter, Shelby? Hey, now. Come on. From the stories you've told us, it sounds like Shelby
2: has slept with half of her customers at Paganini's. I do think she's responsible for at least two of the place's stars on Yelp. (laughs)
0: Uh, It's so sweet.
1: We're at Pearl and Len's house. We see an establishing shot of their large colonial house on a pleasant leafy street in suburban New Jersey. We're in the dining room. Len is putting place settings down on the table. Pearl follows after him, minutely adjusting everything he does. Pearl, relax. It's just a dinner.
3: I know, but I haven't seen Olivia in a while, and I really don't want us to end up fighting like we usually do.
2: I'm sure it's going to be great.
3: Coming from you, that means absolutely nothing.
2: (laughs) MIT has an alumni trip to the uh, Galapagos next July. I'm going to sign us up.
3: Sounds good. You can bring my corpse. (laughs) Maybe give it a bareback ride on a giant tortoise.
2: (laughs) I don't like when you talk like that.
3: You won't have to put up with it much longer. And I'll tell you, even dead, I would be better company than Janet Gottschalk I'm not marrying Janet Gottschalk I don't even like Janet Gottschalk That's not going to stop her <laughs> Don't worry, I'll find you someone good Pearl, there's medical breakthroughs all the time You have to think positive I will murder you if you say that again <laughs> I'm positive about that
1: <laughs> And Lynn laughs, charmed by her We're in the entryway. Minutes later, Pearl opens the door. Olivia and Kurt are there.
3: Oh, so good to see you. Come in. Come in.
1: Olivia enters and hugs Pearl.
3: Hi, Mom. Hi, dear. You look lovely. That hard well water is really taming your hair. (laughs) And hello, Kurt. Pearl. I'm so happy to have you here. And I want you to feel completely at home. Uh, Tell me, will you be needing a spittoon?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Billy, Quinn, and Henry, his nine-year-old twins, arrive. The kids rush to give Pearl big hugs. Gummy!
3: Quinn, Henry, this is a nice surprise. I thought they were with their mother tonight. Yeah, Sarah had a last-minute change of plans. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. Not a problem. Look at you, grown-up kids. Seems like just yesterday I was changing your diapers.
4: That never happened even one time. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: I've actually got some presents I've been saving for you.
1: She pulls them away, Billy and Olivia whisper.
4: So how's it how's it going so far? Not
3: well, she just offered Curtis a spittoon.
4: What is she supposed to just let him spit on her floors? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: And we're in the dining room minutes later. Everyone but Billy and Len are getting settled in their seats. Billy pulls Len aside.
4: Hey. uh, How are are you hanging in, Len? Oh, I'm super duper. (laughs) No, no, I mean, you know, I mean, what's going on with, you know. Pearl?
3: Yeah. Oh, she's going to be fine.
1: (laughs) Billy looks at him. Wow, that is some serious denial. They both take their seats.
3: Well. Bon appetit.
1: She turns to Kurt.
3: That's French for enjoy your meal.
1: (laughs) So Pearl and I just saw a wonderful exhibit at MoMA.
3: That's the Museum of Modern Art. Mom, mom, you don't have to keep translating for Kurt. I I want him to be able to follow along. Well he's not, (laughs) (laughs) he's not.
4: Um, This lamb is delicious, mom. Thank you. Yeah.
3: I have to admit, I didn't make it myself. In fact, I, I want you all to meet the caterer. Mm. Lisette, could you come in here for a moment?
1: Lisette, the attractive caterer enters from the kitchen.
3: Oh. Hey, yes, Pearl? Everyone is loving the food, especially my son Billy and his children, who he shares custody of with his ex-wife. Oh.
1: Billy Go. tenses.
3: Mm. Go on, Billy. Tell her how much you're enjoying it.
4: It's good. You, uh, you cook good.
3: Uh, thank you.
4: Yeah.
1: She stands there awkwardly for a beat.
3: You can go now. Okay.
1: <laughs> she exits to the kitchen. Bur- Billy turns to Pearl, pissed. Is that what this dinner is actually for, Mom? Is what what this dinner for?
3: Um,
2: okay, uh, Grammy thinks your daddy might want to taste some more of Lizette's cooking. Like maybe her pie. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> Uh, why don't you kids go play? But we haven't finished eating. I know. And there's nothing to play with at Grammy's house. What about, uh, what about the presents that she just gave you, huh? They were coffee table books about (laughs) post-impressionism.
1: Billy shoots Pearl a look. Well, maybe make a fort out of them or something, okay? Just go. Please? Please? The kids reluctantly get up and go to the other room. As soon as they're out of earshot, Billy turns to Pearl. Mom, I'm a grown man, all right? I don't need your help getting dates.
3: But evidently you do because left to your own devices, you get about as much action as Len's treadmill.
2: I was just sitting here.
3: <laughs> I, I really think she could help you forget about Sarah. I caught a glimpse of some very provocative uh, tattoos. Oh my God, what are, you, what are you, are you a pimp? Are you a pimp now? If that's what it takes, yes. Why should you be celibate, when I'm sure Sarah is out there taking full advantage of this whole MILF trend? You know
4: what, you don't, you don't know anything about Sarah.
3: I know she keeps you wrapped around her fingers so she'll have free babysitting whenever she wants it. Oh, and I know she doesn't want to be married to you. The big hint, she divorced Mom. you.
4: Mom, that's enough, all right? This is my life and you need to stay the hell out of it, okay?
3: My God, so much drama. It's like an O'Neill play in here. Eugene O'Neill was an Uh, Irish-American dramatist who was known (laughs) for... Treating my fiancé
2: like a moron.
3: Your fiancé?
2: Yes. Not the moment I would have picked to tell you, but... Kurt and I are getting married, and we would very much like for you to be at the wedding.
3: Oh, Uh, no. No. No, no, no. Billy, you said this was just a phase. You said what?!
4: Well, that was taken out of
2: context. This
3: this isn't a phase.
2: This is my life. I am in love with him.
3: With him? Oh, come on. You need to hold a knife under his nose just to check if he's breathing. (laughs) Do you want to end up divorced like your brother? Okay, that's it.
2: That's it. Why did you think I could talk to you? Okay, we're leaving. Come on, Kurt. Kids, come on. We're out of here.
1: Kurt, expressionless, slowly folds his napkin neatly and puts it on the table. He gives Pearl a little nod, then gets up and heads out the door with Olivia. <laughs> Meanwhile, the kids come downstairs looking confused as Billy ushers them outside and they exit. Pearl and Len are left alone at the table.
3: And you said it was going to be great.
1: And that's the end of Act One. It's act two, we're in an art gallery the next day. Pearl and her breast cancer survivors group walk through a loft gallery space.
3: You said that right in front of Kurt? In my defense, it's very easy to forget he's there. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, and now you have two kids not speaking to you. Yes.
3: Plus, I have no idea what to do with all the leftovers. I really need to accomplish something on my to-do list. Have you ladies given any more thought about who's going to marry Len? It's a hard S- S- no. Same answer. No. Fine. If there are no volunteers, I'll just have to designate someone. Joy, you've got the job. So, what? Wait, what's wrong with me and Arlene? Well, I'm obviously married. Oh. That's, that's not why. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The way Todd eats, you'll be single soon enough. But Lynn likes to travel, and with your hip, I, I don't think you could handle the long-haul flights. And Dee Dee, you're best in small doses.
1: <laughs> Dee Dee tears up.
3: Really? Tears over that? No, it's, it's just... <laughs> Who's going to
2: say things like this after you're gone? <laughs>
3: Ah, don't go all sappy on me now. Joy, congratulations. You're the future Mrs. Lynn Stillman. His sexual needs are manageable, but you will have to watch an excruciating amount of Nova. Yeah, I'll stop you there. Pearl, I know that you feel um, the clock is ticking, but you, you can't go around telling everybody what to do, whether it's me, whether it's your kids. Maybe you're right. Yes. Maybe I've been going about this the wrong way.
2: Yeah, maybe instead of interfering in your kids' lives, you need to just let things take their natural course.
3: Oh, screw that. I need to double down.
1: (laughs) And we go to an apartment hallway where Pearl knocks on the door. It's opened by an Asian woman, gorgeous but a bit cold, looking great in yoga clothes. She's shocked to see Pearl there. We will soon realize this is Sarah, Billy's ex-wife.
3: Pearl? Hi, Sarah. May I come in? Uh, sure. You know the kids aren't here. I know. I came to see you.
1: Pearl enters the apartment. A puffball Pomeranian starts yapping at her.
3: Ah, Coco. Another creature I don't miss.
1: (laughs) He yaps more aggressively. That's enough! Coco, cowed, quietly walks away. (laughs) Pearl enters the living room and looks at the decor with distaste. She reserves special judgment for the large portrait of Coco on the wall. Pearl puts her coat down on a desk.
3: I know you don't like to take my advice. Sarah, Mm. if you did, you would have had the twins vaginally like I told you to. (laughs) (laughs) But I need you to let my son go. What are you talking about? We're divorced. I have let him go. But you haven't, really. Have you? You keep feeding him scraps of hope, and it's preventing him from moving on. Tell me, do you have any intention of ever getting back together with him? Well, no, but- Then I need you to tell him that in no uncertain terms. Then he can get on with you hating, then he can get on with hating you like a proper divorced person. Pearl, <laughs> Pearl, you, you can't come into my house and talk to, talk to me this way. I, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. Would it make a difference if I told you I was dying? What? Never mind. I'll go.
1: She picks up her coat from the desk.
3: One last thing. When you have a picture of your dog that's bigger than the pictures of your children, you may need to rethink your life choices.
1: And she exits. Once she's out in the hallway, she takes a phone out from under her coat. It's Sarah's phone. We know this because the cover has a picture of Coco on it.
3: And there's step one.
1: And we're exterior Olivia's farmhouse in the garden. Olivia is in her carefully laid out garden, which is marked with seed packet pictures of all the vegetables that are growing. She picks a carrot. It's the size of a marble. She looks spitefully at the seed packet picture of a perfect bunch of slender carrots.
2: Such a lie.
1: (laughs) She hears a car pulling up. It's Pearl driving very slowly and carefully in her Jaguar. We can hear the staticky radio. (coughs) This is... (coughs) (laughs) All things (laughs) considered. Pearl gets out of the car, carrying a wrapped package.
3: Yeah, I could have saved you the trip. I really don't want to talk to you. I understand that. I just wanted to bring you this. Go ahead, open it.
1: With skepticism, Olivia opens (laughs) the package. She pulls out a tool that looks like a large pair of pliers.
3: It's a lamb castrator. The man at the feed and seed said it was the finest one made.
1: She points to another syringe-like tool.
3: And that's a ram ejaculator. Okay. Why <laughs> would you buy me their engagement presents? <laughs> this is just my way of saying I'm sorry. You're sorry. Yes. I think perhaps I've misjudged Kurt. I was pretty unkind the other night, but he didn't rise to the bait. It showed character. He's not who I pictured you with, but he's a good person and, well, I like him. Really? I do. You know, Olivia, I think a lot of the problems you and I have are because we're so similar. Okay, you need to take that back. (laughs) I mean it. You're stubborn like me and you stand your ground I admire that about you. It's why you've always been my favorite.
1: Olivia can't believe what she's just heard.
3: Don't tell Billy. I don't really know what to say. Say you'll let me help you plan your
2: wedding. Plan my, no, it's, Mm -hmm. I don't think so. It's not gonna be like that kind of wedding. It
3: wouldn't be the kind you'd, you know, approve. We're not gonna
2: release white doves or
3: anything. Of course not. It would be too hard for Kurt to resist blasting them out of the sky. <laughs> just, just think about it. Now, I need to head back to the city. Enjoy your presence. The pistol grip on the ejaculator evidently makes for ease of one-handed use.
1: <laughs> and she heads to her car. Olivia can't help but smile as she watches her go. And we're interior restaurant. Billy waits at a table. Pearl enters.
3: Oh, I'm sorry I'm late, honey. It's been a crazy day. It really is hard out there for a pimp.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny. Uh, Why did you ask me to meet you here, Mom?
3: Well, I wanted to talk to you in person. So, to say...
1: There's a text message ding from Billy's phone. One
4: second, one second, It's Sarah. She wants to know if I can take the kids tomorrow night. Uh... Go ahead, say it. You think that she's uh, taking advantage of me. Isn't that right?
3: No, what I said at dinner was wrong. That's what I wanted to apologize for. It's none of my business. You need to do what makes sense for your family.
1: Thank you.
4: Let me just uh, tell her I can take them.
1: He sends a quick text back.
3: And you don't have to worry about me trying to set you up with any more caterers.
4: I appreciate that.
1: Another text ding. He looks at his phone and blanches.
4: Oh my God. What is it? It's another text from Sarah, but she must not have realized she was in, in the same thread because this was
1: definitely not meant for me. Pearl takes the phone and reads the text
3: God, that fat sucker to take the kids tomorrow so I can do you all night long tongue emoji? Eggplant emoji?
1: Oh, dear. And we go to a wine bar at the same time. Joy, Arlene, and Dee Dee are gathered around Sarah's phone.
2: Don't you think Fat was going a little too far? He's in very good shape. (laughs) Will you be quiet? She asked me to do this, not you.
1: (laughs) And we cut back to the restaurant. We're back on Billy and Pearl. God, I can't believe this.
4: Mom, you were right.
3: I wish I wasn't. I'm so sorry, honey. You know what I think you need. Some strong drinks. Uh Let me get the waitress. Hi, welcome to Paganini's. Uh, I'm Shelby, I'll be taking care of you
4: tonight.
1: (laughs) Let's hope so. (laughs) And we end act two. We're We're in act three, we're still at the restaurant. Billy and Pearl now have martinis in front of them. I
3: I cannot believe I was so stupid. Don't get mad at yourself. Get mad at Sarah. God. I mean, on top of everything, she didn't have the guts to pick up when you called to confront her. <laughs> it's an inexcusable.
4: Yeah, you're right. I mean, from now on, I'm- Pearl
1: suddenly oh. winces in pain.
3: What's wrong? I don't know. I just got a pain in my side. My doctor said I could expect that, but I haven't really felt it until now.
1: A bigger wince. Mom?
3: I'm sorry, I I hate to leave you alone after such a big shock, but I'm afraid I might have to go home.
4: Yeah, 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 okay, I I, I can take you.
3: No, no, stay, enjoy your drink.
4: Oh, come on, I can't let you drive home to New Jersey by yourself.
3: Oh, don't be silly, Len is waiting in the car. (laughs) (laughs) I'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: She gives him a kiss and walks out of the restaurant. Billy looks after her with concern. Shelby comes over.
4: Um, is that your mom? Is she is she gonna be okay? Yeah, um, you yeah. know what? Actually, no. She's uh, she's not gonna be okay. <laughs> uh, what's wrong? I mean, if you don't mind my asking.
1: Billy looks at her. She has such a kind and open face. Mm. And we smash cut to a bedroom. Billy and Shelby in bed, naked, having just had sex.
4: <laughs> God, that was <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I had it had been a while. I would I, never have known. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've never really done this, this kind of thing before. Just uh, yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> oh. Okay.
1: And we go to Pearl and Len's house the next day. Pearl is there with Olivia.
3: I like the idea of having the wedding in the woods. I do. I just think we should take steps to minimize the number of guests who contract Lyme disease. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the woods isn't right. What do you, what do you think? You are better at this kind of stuff than me.
3: Actually, I may have a folder of wedding ideas I clipped in case this day ever came.
2: Oh, right. From when you were fantasizing about me marrying Travis.
3: What? Travis? I never wanted you to marry him.
2: Really? I feel like he was the only boyfriend I ever had who you approved of. You know, because he was a lawyer and he knew which was the right fork to use and he used a fork. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, Travis was a pompous ass. Kurt is a much more genuine person. Now, let me get that folder of clippings and by folder, I mean several boxes. Right. <laughs> she
1: exits to the upstairs. After a beat, Billy enters. He has a spring in his step.
3: Hey.
2: Hey Liv, where's mom? She just went upstairs for a second.
4: Oh, is she doing okay?
2: Well, she has terminal cancer. Dude, <laughs>
4: listen, I know you're my sister, but I gotta tell someone.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I had sex last night. What? Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I, to- <laughs> I totally picked up this hot waitress and afterwards I realized I need to start really living my life, you know? I've been in this, like, holding pattern, and not just with Sarah, but with work, and...
1: Pearl enters almost invisible behind the three bankers' boxes she's carrying. Billy is puzzled by this. Mom?
3: Oh, hi, Billy.
4: You're, uh, you're carrying boxes. Last night you were all weak and...
1: cancery.
3: Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm feeling much better today. Thanks. How was the rest of your evening?
1: Billy starts putting two and two together.
4: Wait... Wait wait, 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 no, 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 you di- no you didn't, no, no, you couldn't have, I mean, you wouldn't have,
2: Billy, right. you're melting down,
1: what Billy th- points at Pearl like she's a monster, yeah.
2: she,
4: she did it, you set the whole thing up, didn't you, she brought me, to, you. she brought me to that restaurant, and then, oh, my God, oh, my God, was that text even sent from Sarah,
3: Does it really matter? (laughs) Does it
4: matter? Of course it... Wait, what about Shelly? Mom, did you pay for her? (laughs) Did I just have sex with a
1: professional?
3: Oh, you did have sex with her. Honey, that's wonderful. Oh my God! You
1: are... He looks like he's about to choke her, but unexpectedly hugs her tight instead. His eyes get misty as she hugs him back.
3: I know you're going to miss me, kiddo. I'm going to miss me, too. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe mom got you laid.
2: (laughs) 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 Ah, Sorry. No, it's funny. It's just funny. I mean, she could never manipulate
3: me like that.
1: And we cut to a lawyer's office. We angle on Pearl sitting in a well-appointed office.
3: And I have an estate attorney in New Jersey, but I worry she's not very good. Which is why I wanted to talk to you, Travis.
1: We, <laughs> we reverse to see that she is talking to a handsome man in his late thirties, this is Travis.
0: I'd be happy to help. It's really nice to see you, Pearl, despite the circumstances. Thank you. So, how is Olivia? She's great.
3: You know, I'm sure she would love to see you, I mean, If your wife is okay with that, I assume you're married.
1: I am. A look of disappointment passes over Pearl's face. (laughs) Well, we're actually in the middle of a separation at the moment.
3: (laughs) I can work with that.
1: (laughs) And we fade out, end of show. Andrew, that
0: was a terrific pilot. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for letting us do it. Um, I know it was, you know, we talked about this in the episode, but it was a personal story and it was a roller coaster getting it made and not made and made and yep. all this madness. But uh, I think the read came out so awesome. It was a great cast and it's a really great
1: script. It was really kind of a thrill to to, to hear that. Have read it. I I, I loved it. Um, I I want to promise that I'm not going to do any more of my dead pilots, but I can't <laughs> nope. necessarily uh, promise that. But I can just say, and I know that every other writer who does this, has this you know same feeling. Like it just felt really good to hear those laughs and to you know to hear it read, yeah. and to have an audience enjoy it. So
0: we let me just say we say this in the live shows. I don't know how often we say it on the podcast, um, but. The Dead Pilot Society reads because they are dead pilots, is usually the first time that a writer has heard his or her pilot read out loud by actors. And it's always like that's the most exciting part of writing a pilot. And so many writers don't get to experience it. So yeah. I'm glad we got to do that for you and this. I'm glad we get to do it for all our writers.
1: Yeah. And uh, thanks to Janet Varney and everyone yeah. at SF Sketchfest uh, for helping us put that together. Uh, and once again, oh, thank you to Noah Findling our associate producer who works so hard to make this show happen, Uh, and go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Do it now. Don't think, oh, I'll do that tomorrow because you're going to forget. (laughs) So just go, you know, if you're at the gym or something, maybe put a little note in your phone to just do it later, but don't forget. Go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Uh, Upgrade your membership if you're not already a member uh, you know, become a member. We really appreciate all our existing members, our new members. Thank you so much. It makes us want to keep doing this. We really appreciate it. MaximumFun.org slash donate. Until next time, I'm Andrew Reich. I'm Ben Blacker.
0: Get those pins. Maximumfund.org.
4: Comedy and culture. artist owned.
0: Audience supported.